Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Welcome to the cafe, wealthies. Well, please grab a cup of something yummy, sit back and prepare to be refreshed and inspired. Now, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to my colleague, Doug Sandler of the Nice Guys on Business podcast. You know, I listened to his episode 1198 and it was called, Is Life Preparing You for Something Bigger? And I thought, wow, what a great topic. Let me listen to that. And in that episode, he interviewed one of the, the most inspiring people that I have ever heard speak. And I'm 64. I've heard a lot of people speak. And had it not been for that episode, I never would have had the pleasure, the guts to reach out, ask him if he'd show up here and have the honor of meeting our guest today and bring him and his amazing message to you. So with that, let me introduce him. Maxwell Adikaje is a motivational speaker, coach, and best-selling author of Just Eat the Worm, six great strategies that'll help you earn more and never waste a crisis. Max works with businesses and individuals to grow their communication, connection, and leadership to make substantial change in the world. His unrelenting drive for empowering people has fueled his journey to success, and I know we'll hear about it. He's known for his passion, rocking the platform with over 12 years of training and applied experience, making connections with audiences, and an unquenchable, unquenchable, is that the word? Yes, <laughs> hunger for helping others attain their highest potential. After his success in the corporate and business world, he's on a mission to inspire and motivate people globally. And when he's not writing, speaking, or training, Max and his wife love to create exquisite meals, I hear, and they have a passion for helping hungry children around the globe. He has an amazing life story of hard work, endurance, and inspiration. It's my joy and absolute honor to interview him today. Welcome to the cafe, Max. Thank you so much. I am super, super excited, and I appreciate you for having me on this show. Oh, you're very welcome. There Thank is you so much. You're welcome. There is so much we could talk about, and I would love my audience to hear you begin by sharing a little bit about your own story to success, because they love to hear success stories. So share some of what your story is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to start from my name. Okay. <laughs> People wonder why my name is so difficult to pronounce. It's, it's, it's not just a name. You see, long time ago, when Africans give names, they give names that carry a meaning either for the family or for the person. My name is also Maxwell because when the British people colonized Africa, they decided that we can't pronounce this name. We can't pronounce this name. So you guys need to have an English name. So we decided to have a family name, a traditional name, and an English name. So my name, Adekoje, means king. It means lion. Mm. And the first name is Olugbenga. It means the Lord has lifted me up. So when you call my name, you're telling me I'm a king. When you call my name, you're saying the Lord has lifted me up. And Maxwell, oh. 
Well, I think Maxwell means smart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from the old Maxwell Smart series. Yes, yep. from the old Maxwell Smart series. So I grew up in Africa, to be more specific, um, Nigeria. I didn't grow up in the best time in the world. And when I grew up, there was so much poverty. There was so much chaos in the world. There was so much crisis. I grew up in the place called Kaduna, which is the northern part of Africa, Nigeria, to be more specific. And I can remember that memory is just is actually flashing back to me right now. I remember walking out of the door one day after a crisis and there was gunshot all night. We had to duck under the bed for hours. I remember walking out of the door and every, I am not exaggerating this, every three step I took, I was like 11, 12. You can tell how long my legs were. Every three step I took, there was a dead body right in front of me. So many people were killed. So I grew up with that poverty mentality. I grew up with that. You can get killed tomorrow. So If you look at the circumstances around how I grew up, the chances of me becoming successful is 1% out of 100%. But there was something in me that knew there's a better life. There was something in me that knew you can do better than what's going on in your environment. There was something in me that said you are not controlled by the environment. You're controlled by how you react to the environment. So I decided to fight for success. I, I, I tell people, if you want to grow, you have to be in an environment that can help you grow. And I knew that time because of the war, because of the religious crisis, I knew it was hard for me to my seed to germinate. It was hard for me to grow. So I said to myself, I need to find a way out. I used to listen to motivational speakers People like Les Brown, Tony Robbins. Uh, There's another guy, John, I can't remember his full name, John something. But I used to listen to all these people and they really, really inspired me. And they gave me hope that there is more in me. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the United States of America. I was broke and homeless. I remember my father left us when we were young. So we had no homes. We had no food to eat. But guess what I had? I had a dream to become something. I had a dream that regardless of what was happening to me, I am in control of it. Oh, I love that. I mean, (laughs) you're driven by what is in your dream, what is in front of you, not running away from what's behind you, but what's in front of you, right? I mean, God, powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. I tell people the formula for success is S plus R equals O. S is the circumstances, the situation, your environment. Guess what? You don't have control over them. I don't have control over the killing. They shoot every night. I don't have control over the militant government we had during that period of time. I can't change that. But guess what? I can change my R. I can change the way I react to it. Rather than blaming the government, what can I do to take myself to the next level? And that's what exactly what I did. I applied for an American visa 13 times. I got denied. Oh, how, old were, how old were you at that, that point? I was in my early 18, 19, 20 thereabouts. Around there. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So I applied, I decided to apply. I saved up money. I was working in a teen shed company and we used to mine teen. So I was able to save enough money so I could apply for the American visa. I kept on going back and back and back. And in Nigeria, we, we are very cultured people. Everyone pretty much know what you do. So they call me the masquerade of the town, the dreamer. Every time you're going to the American embassy, you know you're not going to get it. But I never gave up. The 14th time I got the visa, I was so super, super excited, super pumped. This was a dream come true. When you go to the embassy, you see people sleeping overnight just to get a visa to get out. But I got it and I came to the U.S. And when I got here, I was thinking I was going to see diamonds on the streets. I was going <laughs> to see gold, but that wasn't the case. I had to do three nasty jobs just to survive, just to be able to send money even back home to take care of my family. Mm. I did that for a long time. But guess what? Those messages came back to me. Messages of the Les Brown, messages of, the, of John, messages of all the great motivational speeches. Those messages came back to me and I decided to what? To seek personal development and look for a mentor so I can grow from these three jobs that I keep doing that is not productive to become a person of value, to become a person of significance. And mm. I did that. I became very, 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 very successful in what I was doing. But guess what? I have left that point of Maxwell want to make a million dollars. Maxwell want to make $2 million. That is success. Success is when you add value to yourself. I don't want to just be successful. I want to become a person of significance. A person of significance is when you add value to other people. And that's where I am now. Money doesn't move me. If you call me and say, we want to pay you 100000 to speak for a show, that doesn't move me. But if you say, Max, we want to add value to people. We want to change these people's life. We want to take them from an A to Z. You just rang my number. I'll be there the next day. So my mission it's all about adding value to people. And when you give people what they want, you get everything you want in this world. I tell people that is your purpose. Your purpose is just like a mango tree. A mango tree bears fruit, not for itself, but for the people. And when the people or when the farmer wants the mango tree, they go and find a tree that has the fruit. So when you find your purpose, People will look for you. Even your enemies will find you because they want your fruits. Mm. They want you. You have become a person of value. So that's just a brief synopsis of how I went from a war-torn Nigeria in, in the northern part where people were killed like goat. I remember seeing a lady that she was burnt, completely burnt to ashes, and they actually she was pregnant and they removed the fetus from the body. You know, seeing all that drama automatically puts you in, in, a, in a zone whereby you don't even want to grow and you feel there is no hope. But I'm here to tell you, if you're listening to this show, you're listening to us today, you're not listening by mistake. There's something special in you. That, that's why you're listening to it. There's something in you that is going to wake up. When we're done today, something's going to wake up in you because I see nothing but greatness in you. 
Uh, I think that I felt the same when I reached out and you said yes, and you said, I, I want to come and I'm going to add value. And I hope today I can, can keep asking you questions that add value to you, <laughs> Absolutely, um, my dear friend. So Maxwell wrote a book, my dear wealthies, called, he wrote more, but Just Eat the Worm. And I'm going to um, read you a short description for just a second, because I think it speaks volumes to the philosophy here. And the short description was this. It says, in times of us obscurity, such as in the global pandemic, Inspiration becomes the mind's well-being. Hope is required to keep moving toward progress. Who we need to become must occur before we begin to outlast any crisis. Oh, Max, talk about that more. Who we need to become. Who do we need to become? I, I am so pumped up now. You, you are steering something up in me. I hope you're ready for this. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Adversity is the labor room for success for those ladies who, are, who have kids and who have given birth to kids. I know you love your kids so much, but those you went through pain. They didn't just come out with us and with you smiling. No, you went through pain. So when you go to adversity, there's, there's somebody that you need to become to be able to push True, so that you get the success that you want. I'll give you, I love telling stories. I'll tell a quick story. You see, oh, yeah. a giraffe gives birth. A giraffe gives birth in adversity. A giraffe gives birth six feet. I'm I'm six one here, about, about six. A giraffe gives birth six feet above the ground. The baby drops to the ground. Now, what happens if the giraffe give births laying down? If the, bat, if the giraffe give births laying down, the baby is going to die. You see, that drop gives the baby the first breath to survive. Oh. The first breath gives the baby the strength to move. And guess what the mom do? She doesn't pet the baby and say, welcome to what she kicks the baby up. Ah, so my goodness, what I can tell metaphor. you <laughs> who you need to become is inside of you. Now, during COVID-19, during this pandemic, during this adversity, I'll tell you what adversity does. Adversity exposes leadership. Mm-hmm. Adversity exposes companies, the company that are no more existing. I'm here to tell you they were already dead. Adversity only exposes you. Adversity tells us who you are. It's very easy for you to run the show when everything is okay. But when things are not okay, it shows your leadership skills. It tells us who you are. And I tell you what, when adversity comes, it doesn't come alone. Adversity comes with success. But because the adversity comes first, it blocks the success behind it. And all you see is the drama in front of you and forget there is a bigger you behind this adversity. When adversity comes my way, the first question I I say to myself, what goodness can come out of this? When COVID-19 started and everyone was panicking, 
I sat down and said, what value can I add to people? I've been in adversity. I know what people, I know the pain they're going through. Now, I lost two friends in COVID-19. How can you support people? How can you give them that hope, that spirit of there is a better tomorrow in the midst of the adversity? And I sat down and I wrote two books. One is just eat the warm. Just eat the warm means do it anyway. You need to do the hard stuff because the hard stuff are going to take you to the next level. Mm. And the next book I wrote was Higher is Calling. It means that no matter the situation you're in today, Erica, no matter what you're going through with your health, with your money, with your finances, I'm telling you there's a higher calling. There is hope. But if you if you give up, you're not going to become who you need to be mm. because who you need to be is inside of you. You see, one thing I've realized in life is when you keep doing the things that keep you off track, it could be your purpose in life, whatever you call it, when you keep doing those things that keep you off track, you tend to forget who you are. Because So say, takes- that, say that again, <laughs> because I think that that warrants everybody hearing it when you, when you do the things off track, say that When again. you do the things that take you off track or take you off your parts, mm-hmm. you tend to forget who you really are. Oh, I need a t-shirt that says that <laughs> all over. Yeah, love it, love it. <laughs> Oh you my tend gosh. to forget who, who you we are. are. Mm. You know, that's why I, I love what Dr. Monroe says. They say the three most imp- important questions in the world is, who am I? Why am I here? What am I capable of doing? You see, a lot of people, unfortunately, the way this world is, is 90% of the population are going to die without achieving their purpose in life. So now the, the, the sad news about what I just said is that you can't change that 90, 10% rule, but there's one thing you can do. You can walk away from the 90%, join the 10% because every single thing you can just take a minute, think about one thing, every single thing, even this coffee cup that I'm drinking with coffee, everything is created for a purpose. You a creative for purpose. And you are going to abuse yourself when you don't do what you're created to do. This cup is meant to hold water, meant to hold coffee that I can drink. When I decide to use it as a bicycle, I'm abusing the purpose of it. So are you in the situation whereby you're abusing your purpose because you haven't found what you're made to do? Don't get me wrong. I don't have problems with with people having a job. A job is what you get paid to do. Your calling is what you're designed to do. Do you have any anything you want to add to that in terms of some of our listeners? All of our listeners, for the most part, are entrepreneurs. And some of them are looking after the pandemic about reshaping their businesses, reshaping themselves. They want to look more deeply at what their purpose is. What are some things they can do to begin to look for that? So, for a great, great question. Now, let's just talk a little bit about your purpose. Let's assume your purpose is a straight line. Now, in between this line, let's say we have an intercession. Now, in this intercession, you have what you're good at doing. 
You have your talents. A lot of people are doing things that they hate. You see, um, there was a statistic that came out and say the highest heart attack in the whole world is in the United States of America, and it happens every Monday morning, eight o'clock. Wow. Why? Because people are doing things they hate. I understand we need to survive. I understand we need to pay your bills. But I'll tell you what, a job is, a, is an investment, because while you're doing that job, you need to be building your purpose. You need to be building your dreams. You need to be developing yourself so you can easily pivot from that investment, which is going to give you some money to build your dreams. But we get lost in doing all the stuff for different reasons, and we forget who we are. We never get to taste who we are, and we die without purpose. Somebody say the richest place in the world is the graveyard. Why? Because a lot of people die with their purpose. They take it to the graveyard. It's, the graveyard is so wealthy because in the graveyard, we have people that should have been presidents. In the graveyard, we have people that should have written books. In the graveyard, we have people who should have been doing podcasts and changing people's lives, but they didn't have the God, excuse my French, <laughs> to gorgeous. challenge themselves. To say, there is something greater in me. I'm not okay with just being okay. I'm here for a reason. And you're here because of people. You're not here for yourself. I was telling someone two days ago, I said, your happiness is so much needed for the people around you. Mm. Because if you're not happy, you're not going to be happy with people. You're not going to be happy with yourself. Happiness starts inside of you. It starts with you loving yourself. Then you'll be able to love people around you. So finding your purpose is so critical. What are you good at doing? There's something you yourself know that when I touch this, something happens. It looks like there's a miracle with what I'm doing. There's something that you know you do best. Now, having finding your purpose is, is, is just one thing. You got to hone it. So, Erica, I know you're, you're so good at podcasts. I, I've watched a, quite a number of the podcasts you've done. But if you sit on today and say, I'm just good, I'm not going to hone it. I see you honing it. When I watch your podcast, when you first started to today, it's a, it's a transformation because you're building your purpose. You're growing yourself from an A to a Z. And when you get to a Z, there is no more. You create your own alphabets because there is no stopping until you take your last breath. Oh, love that. Thank you so very much. Can we dive into one, one little aspect of the Just Eat the Worm book? Um, there are some wonderful stories in there, story of Jeff Bezos. And one of the things you talk about is something about debit to the present and credit to the future. Love it. Now, I just want to hear you talk a little bit about that, whether it's relating to Jeff Bezos and Amazon creation or any of us. What does that mean? I, I love what Jeff, Jeff Bezos said. He said, it is so dangerous not to evolve. Whatever you're doing in life, it could be business, it could be whatever you're doing. You have to learn how to evolve from whatever situation you're in, like COVID-19. But you see, Jeff Bezos, years ago when he created 
Amazon, it was so much stress. Nobody talks about what he went through. We talk about the hundred and whatever billion dollars he's made today. Let's go back to when he started. It was a debit. He spent all his time creating Amazon. The success you saw in Amazon today, he saw it years ago when he was designing the plan for Amazon. And it took him a lot. It took him a lot of pivoting. It took him a lot of evolving. It took him a lot of sacrifice. Trust me, it was no bed of roses. At a point in time, he almost gave up on his dream. It was a debit. It's like it was a debit card. It kept on taking from him. Just picture a debit card. You keep on putting everything in this business. Nothing comes back. But guess what success is? It's a debit right now and a credit for your work. Mm. It's going to credit you. You see, when you plant a seed, it's a debit. When that seed's a big start growing up and start producing fruit. And now you're getting the credit of your debit, of the work you did. You see, a lot of people want the credits. Few people want to do the work, which is the debit. It takes something out of you to become who you are. Oh, you know what? I am. It's an amazing thing because right now, as we're recording this, we're just about at the uh, Tokyo, the uh, uh, Summer Olympics. And I was just watching the Olympic uh, gymnasts qualify. And I thought this very same concept applies, right? The debit, the years and the years of tumbling yes. in the gym and mm. falling off the balance beam and falling off the bars and almost yes. giving up. And you have to just realize that was your debit then. That was exactly. your debit. And exactly. we all we see is, oh, somebody stands up and gets the gold medal. No, it, it, there was a lot of debit that went into that. And it's so easy for you to give up when you're on a, when you're in a debit account. It's so easy for mm -hmm. you to just throw the towel. I'm done with this. I can't keep debiting my account. So easy for you to give up. But I tell you what, in your downside, that is where you create who you really are. What keeps you going, Max, or has kept you going through the years whenever you hit moments of doubt or moments of, uh, do I want to keep going with this? What, what keeps you going? Discipline. And I, I'll, I'll give you another quick story. Yeah, go. Nelson Mandela. I, I, I love Nelson Mandela. Mm. See, most people think that he was, a, he was a very motivated person, which is absolutely logically correct. But I tell you what, motivation is good. Motivation gets you started. But motivation didn't keep Nelson Mandela in prison. Guess what kept him in prison? The discipline, his principles. He had the chance. They gave him, hey, if you, you want to sign this document, we'll let you go, but don't say anything about us. He said no. Motivation gets you going. Discipline keeps you going through the struggle. You need to have, I have a discipline when I wake up in the morning. I don't talk my dreams under my pillow. I say, what is my goal today? What is my goal today? What are my dreams for today? I don't just have dreams for two years. I have daily dreams to achieve. And at the end of the, of the night, I reflect on my dreams. How did I do? How did I do with what? Did anyone outwork me? 
did I really go after my dreams the way I'm supposed to? So I need to reflect on that so that tomorrow I'm doing something different. I, there's something I, I'm going to say this statement and it's very, very powerful. You see, don't go to the, don't go to bed. Don't go to sleep with the same knowledge. You woke up the same day. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's so great. I, I can't, I don't know how to break it down to you, but I hope somebody's, I hope somebody gets it. You see, if you wake up with this size of knowledge yep. to, to achieve your goals or to make you a better person, make you a better husband, make you what, whatever you want to achieve. Like I tell people, is no, when I say success, I'm not just referring to money. It's success is a lot of stuff. It's not just money in the bank. But please don't go to bed with the same knowledge that you woke up with that day. You got to be, a, there has to be a better you put in that. But when I put my head on the bed, the first question I ask myself, what have I done differently today that is better than when I woke up this morning? And if I say nothing, I need to wake up. I need to get to work. I'm not just going to go to bed flat. No, I'm going to, I'm going to go to bed empowered. So when I wake up the mo next morning again, what can I do better today? Because there is you're never going to get to the best of you. I tell people, always enjoy the journey. The destination will always change. If your destination is to make $2 million, okay, when you make $2 million, what's going to happen? You're going to want to make $4 million. Right. But the journey, while you are making that $2 million, who you're becoming, is the most important part of this show. Who are you becoming is more important than the end result, which is $2 million. Who, who, who did that process make you become? Who did you become in the process of you achieving that goal? That's going to help you to go for more. Mm, my goodness. You know, we, we should have maybe uh, another episode where we just go even deeper because there's just been... Absolutely delicious. Are there upcoming either events or books or other places people can get more of you? So talk about that. Uh, are there courses you teach, something you want to tell people about? Because I know my listeners want to grab more. Absolutely. I have all my books on Amazon. I do have a course that I teach. And I'm currently, because uh, one of my mentor told me, he said, Maxwell, if you want success, and when, I, and when I mean success, I'm not just talking about money. If you want success, look for problems. Look for problems. And when you find problems, I need you to find solution to the, to the problem. So I'm also studying. I'm working on a book that is going to help people have a better marriage. Mm. Now, there's what we call now gray marriage. Do you know that there's a, there's a huge percentage of people who have been in marriage for 20, 30 years, they're breaking up now. And during the COVID-19, you would think that people will be able to bond together. But guess what? The divorce rate went up. People, people started knowing themselves better because there was no time to really know themselves. They're doing three jobs. And now COVID-19 put them in one house and you're beginning to see things that you never saw before. You're like, did I really marry this person? You know, so... My book is, is to solve that problem. How can we have a better relationship with our, with our spurs? How can we have a better relationship with ourselves? 
is huge. And I, in that book, let me just give a quick, quick synopsis. Oh yeah. I started that book with, with self-discovery. You see, if you can't find yourself, there's no need for you to bring somebody to an unknown wagon. You need to find you before you say, can I marry you? If I'm a lady and you come to me saying, can I, can you marry me? The question is, have you found yourself? Are you just on the merry-go-round? Do you have a purpose in life? Because if you think that you're going to change people, it's never going to work. So you need to find yourself. What, what, what do you want in this life? What do you want to achieve? What can you do? You are capable of doing the impossible. I use the word impossible because you have no idea the greatness is in you. Well, I, my husband and I have been married 31 years. So as you're putting together that book, I'm glad to share anything I've learned over the years uh, with you. So fantastic. Hit me up and we'll also make sure that we put in that info and, and any ways to contact you in the show notes. One of the things I, I love was a, a little sentence I somewhere saw either on your website, maybe on the back of your book. I'm not sure. It said, a gem can't be refined without friction nor a man perfected without trouble. So here's to pursuing trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I want to I give you something. Make sure I, I say this before we close today. And oh, yeah. It, it means so much to me. It's, it's a quote by, I think, Harry's man. And he said, you should be ashamed to die until you have made some major contribution to humankind. Oh, that's so profound. Isn't that you wonderful? You be ashamed to die leaving this earth without making major, not small, major contribution to humankind. I love this so much. And that's why I just love, I'm so passionate about adding value to people and I'll do it till I die. Oh, and thank you so much for the value you've added to my life today, to the, all the people that are listening and will be listening to this. It just means the world to me. And I, I know that our, our group of listeners here are going to be touched beyond measure. So whatever adversity you had to overcome, even to be on the podcast today, I want to thank you <laughs> for showing up so much. Any last words, Max, or shall we bring it to a close for now and say until we meet again? Yeah. So I, I always have, in fact, I can talk, I can talk from now to tomorrow nonstop because I always have something to <laughs> need to give up, but I got some last words. Yeah. And um, this book is, this is a book called The Measure of Man. And before I explain what that means, I want you to think about this acronym. It's called OQP. It means only quality people. Mm. The people you surround yourself with is key to your success. Jim Rohn, a motivational speaker, once says, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you need to get out of that room because you're not going. And guess what? When you go on a walk with somebody, something strange happens. You're either adjusting to their speed or they're adjusting to your speed as you guys go on a walk and converse. Now, I want to leave you with this question as uh, before I pass it back to you. Whose pace, whose speed have you adjusted to? And I'll leave you to with that question. Oh, love that, Max. Thank you. Okay, wealthies, 
always remember that success is in your nature and true wealth starts from the inside out. All of the information in today's podcast, including any social media links for Maxwell and his books, will be in the show notes. Until next week, be well and be awesome. Okay, podcast team, take us out. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart. Follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.